0: Now we return you to the test card and some music. Hello and welcome to the Pilot Take 70, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard And that guy is Rob Jelly
1: Jelly 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 Man! Jelly the Third.
0: Officially on my name that's now official. Boys. I am Rob
1: Jelly, Jelly 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 Man the third. You have to. And the guy just is wobbling brilliant. Passport, driving yeah. licence, all changed. It has to be done, mate. That is your real name. And now, I'm glad Deedpole, We've got to the bottom of it. Um if you were if you uh, um if you had a vehicle that could fly, you'd be in the jellycopter I would be. If you were...
0: If I was on the, d- the television, I'd be on the jellyvision. That's right. Um, when it rains, you wear Tim boots? I do. Yes, absolutely. And when I die, I'll be going to gel.
1: That's right. And your favourite presenter of going for, gold, going for Gold is Matthew Jelly. Yes. <laughs> did Matthew Kelly ever do gold? I don't know. It did You Bet, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But You Bet, this is going to be a great episode, because this is our 70th Yay! episode.
0: Oh, Wow. That was smooth like a baby's bum. <laughs> Nicely done, there. Sir, are you well? It feels like we're very caffeinated today. I tell you why we're really caffeinated. I am holding what you are currently drinking as well. Yeah, um, a three espressos in one can. Yeah. And you know when you have something, whether it's whether it's something sweet, sour, you know, whatever, and you just have an influx, like too much of one thing in one mouthful, and it's like a party in your mouth.
1: It's like that on drugs. Well, it's funny, because you, you opened the can, and you took a swig, and you went,
0: this is like liquid crack. I <laughs> I swear to God, I could I could run for a wall right yeah, now. Yeah. I feel like I could take on the world. That's right. And I'm going to take you on, though, yeah. in this little battle. Nice segue. This quest, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a battle, but it's always sort of a weekly uh, head-to-head. It's not a battle, because I always win. Oh. I am way ahead of you,
1: Rob Jelly. True. You'll find out. Look at the show true, notes for this show.
0: True it may be, <laughs> Jed Shepard, but... I will find the greatest pilot podcast, uh, yeah. the pilot show of all time okay. before you. You should get, should get extra points
1: if you find the greatest show of all time. If it's your show that ends up being the greatest show of all time, then you should get extra well, points. Well, sure, it's just the
0: definitive winner. It doesn't really matter what True. the score is up to that point. Whoever finds Maybe. the one yeah, yeah, is yeah. the winner. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And the other one dies.
1: But if it's joint, then we go off the number of uh, episodes we've won. Okay, deal. Okay, good. <laughs> Please find the best
0: one Please find the best one <laughs> Maybe it's today How have you been Rob? I've been really good I'm not too bad at all um, yeah. Quickly kind of flying through things Because we're going to update people on this uh, Our list of commandments Because we've, we've 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 got them now We've finally figured out our ten commandments for What makes a great pilot We've reworded them Rescripted them Chucked a yeah. few in the bin Found some new ones Yeah, And we'll come to those in a moment The week's been good um, Busy as always Doing the thing uh, Watching shows for this doing the radio, yeah. um, resting, um, but getting back into the gym again after bash, bash, bashing my knee up. Um, you know I bashed my knee up like four or five weeks back yeah, and yeah, it was up like yeah. the size of an elephant. You were your knee
1: a gold face, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, goldface got a right knee in the nuts. Um, <laughs> there's a reference to last week's podcast awesome. if you haven't listened Krypton. yet. Krypton. Uh, from Krypton, yeah. Um, yeah, so all, all, all well, pretty good. Um, got some... Um, Got some stuff on the pipeline. Ooh. Oh, some opportunities. Yeah. Um, and my stand-up thing is Ooh. being worked on. Nice. A bit more. And okay. uh, can't been, wait for that. I can't give any details yet because I don't actually know them myself, but we're getting closer to having a date and a venue. Yeah. Uh, and then finished material for me, which will be usually handy uh. Yeah, and we're, and we're discussing... Uh, putting on a pantomime? Uh yes, we were talking about putting a pantomime on, so we're going to write a pantomime together. Yeah. Maybe not this Christmas because you know you, yeah. you've got your own film to do and I've got some stuff to do, so maybe next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have a little pantomime uh you know produced by Shepherd and Jelly. Um, <laughs> that's how it should be pitched as yeah. well. Written by Shepherd and Jelly, (laughs) Confused people knowing. Yeah, yeah, Shepherd Jelly Productions. Um, Yeah, but it's all going really, really well, mate. I'm I'm feeling good.
1: That's good. Yeah, and I've just been doing uh, my film stuff. Like it's it's taken the longest time, but um, because you know I'm shooting, I'm directing my first film. Yep. um, And it's essentially like story of uh, me and my sister when we were kids and uh, the adventures we used to get up to, and I cast my sister a long time ago. Yeah, Emma, who was on the show. Ooh, about 10, 12 shows ago. When we did The Crown. We did The Crown, because Emma was in the second series of The Crown. So Emma is playing my sister, and it was try- It was really hard to try and find a- an actor who could play me at the age of 16, because he'd have to be charming as hell. <laughs> um, have just, a beautiful head of hair. Yeah, he'd have to be just, you know, just everyone wants to be him. And everyone's guy. Everyone's guy. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's That's a good way to put it. And... Um, finally found him, and uh, I think while the hummus goes out, I'm allowed to say that. Well, it should be it's my film. Um, it, <laughs> it's going to say you're in charge. Yeah, mate. I am being played by a great actor called Lewis McDougall, who you will know. He is the kid from the Liam Neeson film A Monster Calls. He's a lead character in that. Excellent, which Excellent is great. Actor. Yeah, so probably got the best 16 year old kid in the game playing me, which is a
0: hard job for him. Tick. Yeah, it's a hard job for him Um yeah. If we were scoring your week out of a 10 like we do with the shows, yeah. that would be tick, 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 <laughs> yeah. tick, tick, tick. But he doesn't tick. know what he's in for. That's 9.
1: <laughs> One tick. More. He doesn't know what he's in for though because um I'm going to have to train him how to be me. Um so well, I mean, if anyone's you know, qualified to teach so someone that to be you, is me. It's yeah. you. So I'm just going to give them a list of horror films and just say that's it. Sort yourself <laughs> out. Uh, but yeah, so we're shooting that um, when this comes out in a couple of weeks. So that's going to be really fun. Awesome. And then,
0: uh, yeah. of course, Hopefully will, not mess it up. Of course we will keep this coming for you as more and more shows are being made, which is getting right on my nerves. Yeah. Um, we will keep watching them. We'll keep watching, of course, the first episode yeah. and assuming the entire show is about the same quality as the first episode because... You've got to start on a strong note. You have got to. Yeah. And yeah. we've come up with 10 points sort of 10 criteria yeah uh, for what makes a good a great pilot episode yeah. uh, Without these uh, you, You're pretty much stuffed So should we have a quick rundown of them Yeah And guys Remember these and, Or maybe write them down And then when you're watching a, a pilot episode
1: You can follow it along And see if you agree with I'll us I'll go one better okay. We'll stick it on Twitter We'll stick it on Twitter and then We'll you stick know. it on Twitter yeah. And you
0: can find us on there And we'll give those details At the end of the podcast If you yeah. haven't found us already We'll do a PDF With like check, check, check boxes Or something or like Boom, yeah, boom. Done We'll make it happen okay. So number one yep. Do you want to watch episode two I mean, surely that's the only question you need to ask from any pilot episode. It kind of summarises the whole thing up. So, yeah. I mean, do you want to watch it or not? Exactly. If it's a no, it's not done its job. Uh, Number two. Uh, Does it have a memorable theme tune? And if it doesn't quite have a memorable one, but mentions the show's title... It saves itself. Definitely. So it's going to have a really catchy and memorable theme tune. Yeah. Number three. Does it introduce you to a new character or
1: journey... Mm. and that's important because you want to be you want to empathise with these characters you want to be there and follow them on this journey as well it's always a good sign of a good pilot episode alright number
0: four is and can we have the bleep machine ready please Uh, would you pause for a piss (laughs) that's very good because you know a show's got to be good enough to make you think I I need a wee right now I'm going to stop it go, come back, even blip back a 30 seconds and yeah. re-catch up because you can't miss a single second. That's a good show. Exactly. Or you just hold it in. That's a similar thing. Number five. Number five is, do you feel emotionally connected,
1: love or hate, with one or more of the characters? And the reason why this is good is even if you hate a character, that means you're emotionally invested. It's mm-hmm. done its trick. For example, when Rob watched Krypton, he hates that Goldface guy. Oh, gold faces
0: are right. all right.
1: <laughs> and it makes your enjoyment of watching it
0: even better. Um, so number six would you recommend it simple as that would you tell someone else to go and watch that show if you don't yeah, is it really that good Gonna mm-hmm. ask yourself that question number seven number seven is there a mic drop is there a mic
1: drop moment not in a the literal show? mic no. drop
0: obviously that would be amazing and it would yeah. get an instant point exactly um,
1: but yeah for instance if there's a show where right at the end you think okay this is alright and then all of a sudden boom there's like a monster in it or there's a someone's dad's been revealed or something interesting
0: that you didn't expect that'll make you want to watch the next episode that big twist yeah. is what you're looking for yeah So number 8 does it defy expectations most people go into a show even if it's a brand new show first episode no one's seen any of it before mm-hmm. most people go in with some sort of expectation of what you're going to get out of it does it Challenge that? Does it make you go, well, this is not what I expected? Yeah. This is better than I expected. Yeah. Or is it not? It may be, maybe maybe you expected high things and it's come out and it's disappointed you.
1: Yeah. Number nine? Number nine is has it aged well? and uh, we do quite a lot of uh As This is the Pilot ep- uh, show and we're doing a lot of TV shows throughout the ages. Has a show from the nineteen sixties or the nineteen eighties. Does it, how does it fit with the shows
0: that are around right now? And does it even matter? We discussed that. Some haven't yeah. in the past, and some have done a tremendous job of still being relevant to this day, 30, 40, 50 years on. Like Pugwall. Uh, number 10, the final one. Is the hype real? That's right. If we have a TV
1: show that there's a lot of hype around, lots of marketing behind it, does it live the Critics are that? all saying, five
0: star this, five star that. And yeah. you watch it and you go, really?
1: Yeah. And this then- one's won 15 million awards, uh, TV shows, shows, Emmys. You watch it and it's like,
0: Nah. A bit naff in it, Yeah.
1: Or is it like, wow, this is bang on, this is correct. Yeah, they were right to give out award. we catch fire. For yeah. example,
0: we'd never heard of it before. Yeah. You got recommended it by a friend. We mm-hmm. both watched it. We loved it. Hype was real. Or the non-hype was well, real. Yeah, the lack of hype was disappointing. <laughs> I was like, where's the hype? Yeah, Come on. There should be more hype. Right? So there's the Ten Commandments. The yeah. things we kind of look and watch the shows with in mind. Um, and then we give it a score at the end of the uh, episode. So if this is the first one, welcome along. If you've been here since the start... <laughs> Buckle up, because it's about to get bumpy. Yeah, and
1: this is a good place to jump in. Now we've
0: finally rocked down those uh, Ten Commandments. Indeed, and we shall get firing on now with two British comedy classics. That's Your right. suggestion is first this week, Jed. So which one have you gone for? I've gone for a TV show that I like. This TV
1: show is one from the 80s. <laughs> I can't carry on. It's Blackadder. <laughs>
0: the star of the glade. Lock up your son and daughter Beware the flashing blade Unless you want to shorter Adder. Black- My challenge to you is to perform the rest of this podcast <laughs> while singing in the theme tune of Blackadder Tick, big theme tune, um, excellent theme tune um, Memorable, almost immediately You know who's it was written and sung by? No Howard Goodall who also did the theme song for Red Dwarf. Oh! Ooh, yeah, which when you probably put them next to each other makes a lot of makes sense. A lot of There's sense. a whole bit of stuff going on there. Yep. Talking of theme tunes, I've just because I don't say this out loud now, I will forget because I didn't yeah. write it down. There's something quite specific about the other show we watched this week. Yeah. About the theme tune that I need to mention. So we'll come back to Ooh, that. Okay. To yeah. Remind me. Well, yeah. We have to. It's part of the Ten Commandments now. It so. is indeed. <laughs> so um, does it have a memorable
1: theme tune? It does have a memorable theme. One of the most memorable theme songs uh, I find because they use this throughout the different series of, of Blackadder. Um, it's great. Great. And just for those who who don't know what Blackadder is, it's a TV show uh, which jumps through time. Every series is a different time period. And it's always about an, an absolute loser of a guy called Edmund Blackadder, uh, played by Rowan Atkinson. And he always has the same people around them. He always has a guy who's a bit snivelly called Percy, who is semi-posh, who want, he has aspirations above his station, the same as Blackadder, but just is a bit more of a loser. And then you've got Mr. like King of the Losers, himself you've got um you've got baldrick played tony, by tony, tony robinson. robinson who is i don't know what he did before this but he is baldrick yeah and uh he and baldrick's usually the manservant he's usually the guy who's above all the jokes and who gets hit and who gets
0: abused yeah but in just such a comedy way but he he always does have a cunning idea so there's a narration at the start of this that sets up the story introduces you to the whole thing in this sort of 1485. Yeah. Um, it's Richard III era, King Richard III. Um, and as you say, uh, you've got Edmund, who's kind of bumbling his way through life. Um, <laughs> and is the son of Richard IV, who's played by Brian Blessed. Oh, Brian Blessed! He's so... always talks like this? I forgot he was in it, and he's amazing. I love Brian Blessed! He d- I am Brian Blessed,
1: and I love Brian Blessed! He'd done this straight after... Well, quite soon after, where he was in the Flash movie, where Flash Gordon's Gordon. Gordon's alive. Yeah, and he basically plays the
0: same character. He doesn't change. No, it's not a character. That's it's Bri- just He's him, playing yeah. Brian Blessed. Who met- is that guy? I met him once. Did you? Yeah, yeah. When I was working as a pro- uh, as a runner for a production company, he yeah. came to do some voice work for Nintendo. Um, Makes sense. Checks out. Um, yeah, he he was just gentleman, proper gentleman, really nice guy, really yeah. friendly, um, and and he doesn't. He doesn't... He, that's him. That's how he talks all the time. Yeah. He walks in and they go, uh, you know, uh, morning, Brian. And he goes, uh, morning. Like, it just comes with gravitas and power.
1: Did you hear his episode on the, um, uh, the, the, the Leicester Square... The, um, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast? No, I haven't. He comes on, says hello, doesn't stop talking for the whole hour. And then Richard Herring goes, okay, well, that
0: was a podcast. Literally doesn't stop <laughs> once. Richard Herring doesn't say a word it is brilliant he, he is incredible He not only visually comes with gravitas but ev- vocally as well and he's a and he's a smashing part in this show yeah, really of playing was. Richard Fourth as well um, for me Black Adder, if I'm trying to summarise it up uh, there's a whole show but especially this episode of course it's a historical reenactment with comedy <laughs> yeah it's like horrible history it's what horrible histories are for kids <laughs> but for grown ups it is and it doesn't pull any punches does it no and it's from 1983 so this is 35 years old now yeah and is still brilliantly funny yeah um, whether it's historically accurate is not, is, <laughs> I, I don't wasn't think, sure I don't think it really matters yeah but I think there is probably some historical accuracy to it yeah in because that way it makes it relatable does yeah. that make sense like you kind of you kind of believe it because you think well this is probably roughly what happened but yeah. it's a sort of it's a very much a Hollywoodized version although it's British yeah well it's got it's
1: got some of the most the best actors of its day in it it's got I can't believe Peter Cook who's a comedy genius yep. plays Richard III and, and it's just amazing who they, who they got for this obviously Blind
0: Blessed you've got Rowan Atkinson mm-hmm. and you've got um, Tony Robinson Tame as well Robinson. Elspeth Grey though she oh. was an actress of the time who was? Elspeth Grey who plays the Queen Wow, I'm trying to figure she, out who yeah, she was. I can't remember. And I didn't you write was down. You ravish me, don't you? I'm stupid because <laughs> I didn't write down what she was. Else, she was in, but she did in that sort of era, the early '80s. She was in quite a few shows, okay. And, and she was obviously very good friends with people like Peter Cook and Brian Blessed and yeah. and Rowan Atkinson as well. But yeah, she was excellent. Her deliveries. And she wasn't a huge part. She's but. insatiable. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> She's insatiable. <laughs> I just Oh, I just love everything about
1: this episode. So you've got the story of um the uh the King Richard III is going into battle against Henry Tudor and uh they're like, Oh is is uh, is, is is that guy gonna gonna join in? That's that's your son, uh, Oh yes, yes, of course, of course. Um and the uh um Edmund Blackadder being the snivelly little coward he is he doesn't wake up he gets to 11am his alarm doesn't go off uh, oh that by the way was up
0: <laughs> his up alarm was a sundial genius yeah, but but it's <laughs> If you've seen it, you'll know what we're laughing at. But. Um, <laughs> Very <laughs> so, Flintstone esque oh, joke. Oh, it's, it's. Yeah, but do you know what? The delivery was impeccable. <laughs> well, he picks so, up the sunlight. Like, oh. So Elspeth Gray comes in, she's, the Queen comes in and tries to wake up Edmund. Does and she have a cup of tea or something as something well? Something like that, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, he's he's like the prince, you know what I mean? He's going to take over the, the country one day. And he's being woken up by his mum and he goes, You going to the battle today? <laughs> and he's like, Oh good God, and he, and he turns the sundial because the alarm hasn't gone off, and the alarm goes off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's. I don't know how many people saw that when they first show, showed this episode, but I saw it immediately, and I was genuinely belly laughing. <laughs> it was. Fun. I was like, that is genius. <laughs> Utter genius. And it's to have that writing foresight. Well, it's Richard Curtis, to, isn't it? To write that joke in there and trust yeah. that it's going to be received. And if it's not, not worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where you get things like when we turned about forty towers before as well when we did that. You just have to trust that your audience is gonna get it. Don't spoon feed everything. Yes. And we've spoken about spoon feeding quite a lot in the last sort of six or seven weeks where Sometimes it's just it's just like yeah. trust they, they, the audience, trust them, yeah. and if they don't get it, they don't get it. It's fine. Yeah. They you know eventually people res- retrospectively pick it up or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, genius.
1: And uh, so so Edmund's got this friend. So he's late for this battle, and he doesn't really want to go anyway. He doesn't want to get killed. He's with mm. his f- other friend uh, Percy, Lord Percy, who's also a coward. Um, but then you've got Baldrick, who's with them as he, he was a little bit less of a coward, but is just willing to do anything that Edmund says. And they're all late, and they turn up to this battle, and it looks a little bit violent. And so they're like... Well, yeah, they all seem to be fighting. Yeah. What's he doing? He's dead, my lord. Yeah, exactly. He's laying
0: down. What's he doing?
1: So, like, uh, eventually uh, ends up with um, Edmund uh, Blackadder seeing someone trying to steal his horse. Yeah, so he's having a weeby on a bush. Yeah. And he's left the horse tied up by a tree. So he's gone over with his sword and he's like, get off my horse. Gets his sword out, beheads the guy. And in my mind, this is the mic drop moment. Yeah. This is where you go... He's like, oh, I've done that. Um, I'm a hero. Turns out to be uh, Richard III.
0: <laughs> he just killed the king. <laughs> yeah, killed the king. And uh, but it's also funny because the king's stealing a horse. Like yeah, yeah. Like, what is he doing out of the battle? He's obviously just gone for a wander to yeah. find a new
1: horse. It's funny because the Brian Blessed season before them was like, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you back at the castle. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll find my horse. Um, And then the next 10 minutes is them trying to kind of cover up the fact that they've
0: killed the king. Um, And, oh, it's it's just... his body in a little barn. And it's, yeah. It's it's very very, farcical, isn't it? It is farcical. It's very slapstick in nature as well. But it's... It's done with such delicacy that it's not... It's silly, yeah. but it's not stupid. Yeah, it doesn't and feel like a lecture, fine,
1: like a history lesson being lectured at you.
0: It's it a very fine line to, to go from being silly humour to being just downright stupid. Yeah. And they just toe the line of it and they keep it silly yeah. so that it's still hilariously funny. Yeah, and the stuff in this first episode that you see later on as well, that, that, that call
1: back later on, like the fact where he goes, um, I'll call myself... The black vegetable. <laughs> and then Baldrick's like, How about someone like the black adder? And he's like, I know, I'll call myself the, the black adder. It's so like a Wallace and Gromit moment, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. Like so <laughs> yeah. Sort of taking all the credit for the yeah. genius that actually isn't theirs. And he does that a couple of times in this episode, and it's something that runs throughout everything. But this episode's called The Foretelling because it's about these cronies, these witches, very Shakespearean, these cronies that, that foretell him being the king of England when uh, they are actually meaning to tell uh, Henry Tudor. Um, not not um,
0: Blackadder, um, which again just reemphasizes the farcical nature of the show because yeah. it's very much like nobody really knows what's going on here anymore, and it's just being made up on the spot, you know, one one bit at a time, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and yeah, like I said, this, this episode was more entertaining than I expected because I thought, I don't really remember the first series of Adder, but it was much more entertaining than I yeah. kind of gave it credit for. I did laugh quite a lot. It did remind me very much so, um, of like a classic English Shakespearean production. Yeah. Um, and I think especially, um, Peter Cook's, Peter Cook's, uh, version of Richard Third was very like Laurence Olivier,
0: how he would do it. He kind of put on yes. his kind of stance and his voice. Felt quite, um- quite stage friendly yes like if it was on stage in the theater this would have gone down just as well yeah as if it had been filmed on a television set type yeah, thing that's right
1: and they've actually like um they've messed around with history a little bit here because they have put in characters f- Direct from Shakespeare plays, like you've got um, uh, Cordelia in this, which is from Shakespeare. You've got um, um, a couple of other characters that are just ripped from the from the pages of Shakespeare. Um, and yeah, I mean, the just everything about it, I, I was very impressed by, especially the outside outside scenes because you don't get a lot of that in, in sitcoms. A lot it's always like inside a studio, but you got quite a lot of outside bits um, in the fields and stuff. Um, yeah, very impressed
0: there's a lot of quick jokes that get passed by uh the run for the hills bit was excellent yeah yeah um so run for the hills which is obviously a saying that you know if you're legging it and then he goes no sir that's where they're coming from <laughs> and and it's and it's just literally quick retorts like that which just elevate it from being funny to being very funny yeah yeah, yeah. um the battle averages as well the bit where he comes out with the book oh, and he goes right can i just check with you my lord um, how many people did you kill today Oh, um um and then behind him the one's going like that going like four yeah. and he's like you know, four <laughs> and he's like hand he's like he goes hun four hundred four hundred uh, yeah yeah four hundred hand, hand. and and they're, they're like peasants. peasants 400 yeah. four, four, 450 um. peasants um <laughs> Oh, okay. That's a remarkable number, and, and it's just the fact that they're even noting down how many people they all yeah, killed yeah. in in some, like some sort of sweep state going on. Yeah. Um, just s- s- silly, but very, very clever. Um, and then the other bit as well that really impressed me was that it was quite insulting, without being rude to who everyone. <laughs> um, like they were insulted. Especially the lords all talking down to the sort of you know, their their servants and things like that and their right hand men and things. Yeah. The hierarchy were all talking down to everyone else. Yeah. With quite dis- quite a lot of disdain and quite a lot of sort of like, you know, disgust, like you know, your dogs pizzle yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and things like that. But they were never they were never swearing. They were never Yeah. They didn't cross the line of Well it was like a watershed line. Like yeah. the, the what the television sort of always says you can't say this before this time well, and
1: I've, I think it's because it's 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 very, very i think a lot of this is a ripoff of, of macbeth where you don't get swear words you get very cutting jibes at people um and another thing that was very uh, um shakespearean was the fact that peter cook appeared to him as a ghost i mean in macbeth yeah, yeah. banquo appears to macbeth as a ghost and and very tells true. him and kind of um is his kind of sidekick almost and i wish peter cook was was uh like had a sidekick
0: throughout this series and throughout all the other series as well every now and again yeah. Peter Cook turns up well hello Blackadder it's me again you say throughout the series um, as I said this is 1983 June yep. of 1983 that is first aired uh, there were only actually six episodes there were only ever six Blackadders. well there were six Blackadders made there were seven technically because there was a pilot before this yeah a whole year earlier mm-hmm for love nor money, could I find a copy of this anywhere? It was
1: unaired, wasn't it? It
0: was unaired, but I thought I'd have a look to see if I could put my hands to it. And what was the reason behind that? Because it wasn't the writing wasn't good enough, or something? Honestly, don't know. I genuinely don't know. There's a, there's a reference to it on IMDb, yeah. Um, and there's sort of you know comment about it on on Wikipedia. I didn't see anything to be honest with you, and I I didn't I didn't look for very long because I knew that we were only going to watch this one rather than the unaired version. Yeah. Well, because I doubt many people have ever seen it, but I couldn't put my hands to a copy anywhere. You know, for uh, this episode, but yet they did—they um, did have an original. I know it was aired. I've got a note. Here. It says originally, original okay. pilot aired on the twentieth of June, nineteen eighty-two. Okay. But do you think I could find a version of it anywhere?
1: And it looks like it was about Queen Elizabeth the First, which they eventually did in the second series of Blackadder. Was about uh, Queen Elizabeth the First, right?
0: I can't remember. But I think yeah, so. uh, there were only six episodes, seven if you count this one that was a year earlier.
1: Seven episodes of the first series, and then there's, yeah, there's oh the, yeah, sorry, yeah, and then yeah. there's six episodes going forward of yeah, the and then
0: there's go forth and yeah, and so on so and third forth. On, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, I I think it's it's something I can't remember what year uh, Forty Towers was either. Whether it was just it's around the same sort of yeah. time, but
1: and that what, was only twelve which, episodes. Yeah, and which one of these? Crazy.
0: but I, I you can kind of understand why shows like this didn't go on for hundreds of episodes because. Yeah. This thing's packed full of comedy mm-hmm. that you won't see in a show today, unless you watch several episodes. You get yeah. the same amount of comedy in several episodes of a show that you get in this. This is jam-packed.
1: Well, it's written by Ben Elton and, and um, Richard Curtis, yeah. who obviously went on to make, do things like full weddings, and genius, Ben Elton went to ruin musicals. So, like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a there's a history of of, of writing here. Um, I think that I mean it's an important in British in British uh, pop culture. Yeah, Blackadder is the man. Like well, you could you could bring that him back at any point and just say, okay, now we're doing Blackadder in the seventies. It is an
0: institution.
1: Blackadder in the twentieth century, well, who would be be a politician? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Blackadder in the twenty first century, he would maybe be Trump. Imagine that, or he was he'd <sighs> be an aide to Trump. He would be Trump's PR person who has to go out and be like. And they'll be asking him uh um, oh you mean um
0: sarah what's yeah. Her face? I a, yeah yeah it'll be
1: like uh so mr blackadder why did pre- president uh have uh carnal relations with that <laughs> sheep no see you've you got it wrong uh she fell she fell onto him um and he was just happened to have his trousers down at the time um it'll be like and then blackadder will be wish- i mean uh Baldry will be whispering in his ear so no no there's video evidence of it
0: um, stuff like that yeah. It'll be <laughs> uh, it's, it's, the thing is it is, it is one I of those a cunning plan it's one of those vehicles um, that could be used to retail any time in history yeah and could very easily be brought back but would anyone do it as well as Peter Cook Brian Blessed Rowan Atkinson would anyone replace these
1: you'd have to have Rowan Atkinson otherwise you can't do it um, and you'd have to have Tony Robinson you could replace
0: anyone else yeah but let's be yeah. honest the they're not the spring chickens they were when they were doing this in 83, are they? Well, Grownack can still, still do oh, Johnny English films, yeah, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. they're, they're over the hills or anything like yeah. that, but um, yeah, just, I just I don't know. It's could, it's it's one of those very delicate things where you think you could bring it back and ruin it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you could leave it alone. I say bring it back. I would love to, I would uh, love yeah, to see I, this again. I think again. you've got to give it a go.
1: I think you've got to give Come it a on go. on Netflix give them some money.
0: <laughs> so we will score Blackadder: The Foretelling. Yep. Um, in a bit. Well, firstly, uh, things first. Thing, first thing, we'll go on to my show.
1: Yeah, we're and your just... show is very
0: similar in well, terms of has the
1: same main character so. as
0: as you said last week. We were going to do Blackadder, um, and it starred Mister Rowan Atkinson. I immediately thought of two words, and they were Mister Bean. So actually, as you brought it up, and I remember to say it earlier, <laughs> yeah, you're hearing um, choral music at the moment. This is the sort of uh, the, the the tune that's become very synonymous with Mr Bean. It is sort of the theme tune of, although you don't necessarily hear it as such in the first episode called Mr Bean. Yeah, um, I if you go to the uh, go to YouTube and punch in the Mr Bean theme song, you will find this. Yeah, and on one of the links, I think it's the most viewed one on there. Uh, there is a uh, whole heap of comments underneath it. And this is where I found the information. There's a lady on there who um, learnt the song for a performance of some, some kind. Anyway, okay. went away, learnt Latin, and turns out that it's the words are in Latin, um, something like, you know, the, um, the, ma- the thick man is the bean... It's basically it's basically saying the stupid man is the bean so hence Mr <laughs> Bean being the dummy wow. and it's in latin oh, okay. and it goes in with the music so uh, don't quote me on exactly the wordings but yeah if you look on the youtube comments underneath i think the most viewed one for theme yeah. tune it's on there Um, it's quite incredible I was like that is an amazing fact that is a great fact I mean that is just mate you
1: stick that on Reddit you'll get loads of upvotes that's a brilliant fact well if it hasn't
0: already been landed on there I'll do it a bit later but I'm going to try and find it now see if I can find the actual comment but
1: okay and while um, while you're doing that uh, um, and talking about that intro sequence it makes me think okay so it it opens with a a light shining from the heavens onto the floor spotlight and then he drops down to the ground with his angelic music playing is Mr Bean an angel Okay, this is this is my Ooh. theory. This is my theory, right? Okay, Hang
0: on. say all that again.
1: Okay, so you know, in the credits, a light from above shines down onto Earth. He falls down, so he's falling down to, from somewhere, and this choral music's playing. And this is this is this is my theory, about Mr. Bean. Right? He died because he's because he's very klutzy. He died, right? right? And While he's up there, they're like, "We're not sure you can get into heaven. You need to earn your wings. Go back down and and help people." So he's been sent back down to to Earth to go out and interact with people to earn his wings to get back up to heaven. That's my story. That's what I would do. That is interesting. Yeah.
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know people out there are like, no, Jed, but some people are like, holy moly, you've cracked it. You've cracked it, Shepard, once again. All right, so I've just... First it was Pug War, now it's
0: Mr Bean. Yeah, you're, you're breaking walls down here. On a- <laughs> so uh, there's a lady called Emma who's commented on this, uh, on the video on YouTube, she says, I remember hearing this as a kid and thinking it was so beautiful, and now that I've taken two years of Latin and seen what these lyrics really say, I'm eternally face palming myself. <laughs> Someone's obviously then asked, her, goes like, you know, what's the song about? The translated lyrics are, Look at the man who is a bean. which which I think is so clever and I think just goes to show the depth at which the comedy goes in a show like this Mm -hmm. it is truly magnificent and the most important thing to note about Mr Bean although he does speak from time to time is a large amount of this is unspoken comedy Yeah, something that's so old as old as the hills itself the Laurel and Hardy era you can go all the way back to the 20s and 30s to find this slapstick non-spoken comedy.
1: It's funny you say that because I was reading before the show that um, this character in his very earliest incarnation was done at like the Edinburgh Fringe in like the late 70s. So Rowan Ackerson was actually developing he's similar... A, he's had this idea for yeah, a long but time. But it was called at the time, I think it was called like Robert Box or something. So Rob, Rob Jelly, Rob Box. Um, but then where it kind of, the, the kind of no language thing came into play as far as I can see is in 1987 he had to do a the Montreal Just for Last Comedy Festival in Quebec. And because... French speaking Canada, he thought, okay, I want to do a character that doesn't really speak, just so, so it, that there's no language yeah. barrier. And he did it. And uh, it was only a couple of years after that that the uh, the Mr. Bean pilot was aired. That is incredible. Um, and obviously, like the the, the kind of like comedy on screen almost started with people like Charlie Chaplin, yep. silent comedy, Buster Keaton. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you I don't know if you know, but um, there's a French guy called Jacques Tati, who is essentially the French Name Mr. Bean. Isabel. The Jacques, Jacques Tati films are effing incredible, mate. You yeah. would, it will blow your mind. It's basically Mr. Bean. I think, Bing. I
0: think the, the the key part is with this unspoken comedy is that yeah. because there are no language barriers, it translates. And yeah. that sounds a daft thing to say out loud when you think about it, but situational comedy which is essentially what Mr Bean is you know the, the the first episode is you've got essentially three different scenes in the first one the maths exam the going to the beach and the church yeah. right so three scenes that we can all We Can wait. we can talk about each one of them but everyone can relate to at least one of those yeah. scenes mm-hmm. settings more to the point and because of that you don't need words to to tell jokes yeah. we all know the the joys that each of these places bring or the woes that each of these places bring but we all know the trials and tribulations and and the so let's talk about them right so the maths exam yeah he walks up to this maths exam why he's doing a maths exam nobody knows and this is only (laughs) was he in school I couldn't work out is he a bit a bit too old to be in school is this uni I think they're all doing a maths all of them are grown ups in this scene so I assume it's a maths test to get a qualification for something else. But who knows? Yeah. And who cares? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, point yeah. is, Mr Bean has turned up to a maths exam and he <laughs> sat down and he's um, sort of saying to the guy next to him and it's very short dialogue, Yeah. Um, but it, it is some dialogue. It's about the only dialogue in this episode. Well, and
1: and the, the guy next to him is played by an actor called Paul Brown yep. who um, around the time this was out, like early 90s, I think he maybe it was straight after this. He went on to be in a in a, in a sitcom called Birdwatching, which I used to watch uh, with, Lisa, with Liza with Lisa Tarbuck. Oh, right. Um it, it was it was bloody great as well. Yeah. yeah, and I was just I haven't seen him for like about twenty years. I'm like, oh my god, it's, it's like it's Paul, Paul Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Kudos to him for this because this yeah. scene is very funny. How he didn't laugh? Like, like, well, I could see him about to. Yeah, was there's, almost there's some moments where he obviously <laughs> had to really really pull the cheekbones down. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's lots of little things like the the cheating in exams, which you know we've all we've all tried to sit up really tall and lean over and just go, "What do you put for question three? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. We've okay. all done it, you know. Uh, so it's something everybody can relate to—an exam from school days where you don't know the answers because yeah. the the test starts. Um, well, must have been studied for trigonometry. So but he studied for trigonometry, <laughs> and the guy to the right of him, Paul Brown, um, has studied for calculus. <laughs> so they open the envelopes the, the invigilator the says uh, you can open your envelopes now and start your test so uh, they bring the paper they both got the same green bit of paper um, he's sitting there and he's going "Oh!" and, and without words from this point <laughs> yeah. he he sits there in despair head and <laughs> hands going like oh no and you can see it and it's all in the facial expressions it's all in the yeah. body language and he looks uh, over at Paul Brown and he's happy so yeah. you know it's, Paul, ca- it's Paul's calculus scribbling away, he's scribbling away going blah, blah, Smiling. Blah. so he's like obviously he studies for the wrong thing yeah so the joke's going on and he's leaning over and trying to get the answers out of Paul's test results and things like that and, and he chucks the pen over his shoulder and then he disappears under the table and appears <laughs> right next to him and just sort of eyes above the top of the desk and...
1: I like the one where he goes down low and he blows across it, the table yeah, to lift the paper puts up. his head right on the
0: table and goes... <sighs> Brilliant. Lift the, uh, the, the, it's so good, mate. It's so funny. No words. Yeah. No words, but we're all sitting there laughing, smiling, enjoying this... <laughs> ridiculousness, Just ridiculousness, but we all relate to. And all the, the one upmanship before, like when they were getting
1: their pens out, like Paul Brown takes a pen out, and then Ryan Atkinson takes a pen out, and it goes like that, and then and then Mister then Mister Bean continues to take more fifty thousand
0: pens, pens out of his pocket, and we know it was coming, but it's yep. still funny. And takes the Pink Panther out of his bag, which has got its tail tucked between its legs <laughs> yeah. like he has got an erection, and like the crocodile from last week, yeah, and and it's and it's hilarious because <laughs> it's so unnecessary, it's it's so yeah, unexpected. It, yeah, it's so unnecessary, but you seem to. <laughs> just accept it you know what i mean it's like this is this it's like that kid who had that pencil case yeah that no one really understood why they had it but they did yeah um so oh, by the way did you notice that paul brown was wearing a calculator watch
1: was he oh, yeah no, I didn't in a math exam
0: okay. i thought that was hilarious and i don't oh, know if that yeah. was a that was clearly a very
1: subtle joke ah okay yeah you probably uh, wouldn't be allowed that would you
0: no of course not so i just
1: have he to have calculator watches. so it is
0: ninety two that this was made yeah. so it would have been probably about peak season for, for calculator yeah, watches true. um anyway, so he was wearing one of them and i i just i mean the slide when he's when he's sliding along the desk and <laughs> and you can see that clearly nothing from a desk up is moving yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. he's completely still like a like a yeah. model, but obviously underneath the desk his feet are doing the shuffle, yeah. Rowan Atkinson is amazing.
1: I think it used to be John Cleese who was the master of body comedy. Yeah, but I feel like Rowan Atkinson underrated. His his body acting is, is unbelievable. Just, just he can see something with his face <clears throat> and have the entire audience in, in stitches. Even his eyebrows are yeah. funny. But then the payoff in this in this scene is like um, it's all done. End of the test. End of the test. Um, and then the uh, professor, who he's from Desmond's, like the guy who runs it.
0: I knew I yeah. recognised
1: him, but I couldn't think where from. He's a guy from Desmond's, um, and he's also in EastEnders as well. He um, he says, "Okay, if it, for everyone doing the green calculus test, please hand it in the, in this box. Everyone doing the what? trigonometry test, put hand it put it into this box." And then at which point you realise there's another test inside
0: the envelope yeah, that he, he didn't take out. So good, it's so good. It's the it payoff. It's the it's the payoff and the and the all the little jokes that you that make you forget. Yeah. But right at the start they planted the seed of the joke in That's the I right. prepared for te- calculus well I, I yeah. did trigonometry I
1: mean, these are we have to admit these are the same writers as Blackadder so this is 10 years after and it's almost perfect and it still works perfect comedy I'm going to yep. say it perfect comedy yep. mate textbook, I laughed textbook comedy. more at this scene than almost <clears throat> any other TV show that we've done so far I'd agree with Put that Put together
0: I'd agree with that this, Honestly I was cracking and We haven't up. even gotten to the beach yet Oh mate Which is next yeah. So um, You know it is a sketch show Mr Bean essentially yeah. And he goes to the beach And not only Does he go to the beach um, Dressed in the same suit That he was wearing for the <laughs> exam But he drives <laughs> Didn't look too sunny there He by drives the, way. the little mini uh, All the way to the car park Parks it up uh, Bashes into the sign again Yeah. And then makes his way down 3,000 steps to the beach, which is just funny. <laughs> that um, beach is in
1: um, Lewis, which is a district of East Sussex, which is right next to Brighton, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, called know that. Peace Haven.
0: So he goes down to the beach, um, not particularly big beach, um, and there's someone down there on a the deck chair. So he has a look around. Yeah, and the guy in the deck chair, um, I don't know if you remember from
1: uh, your time coming on as a guest on Smakehead's a Red Dwarf podcast, but he was an actor in an episode of uh, Red Dwarf called Confidence and Paranoia where he played... Uh, oh, no, he wasn't. He was in the episode of uh, Better Than Life, um, where he... Your encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of Red Dwarf is frightening sometimes. He played a tax man that was chasing Rimmer. Of and course he and did. Breaks, his, breaks his fingers. Of course he um, did. Yeah, so it was good to see him again. Around about the same <laughs> time, actually.
0: <laughs> insanely, how do you know these things? <laughs> and it's not like he's got Rogers. that written down either. I do not know. Anyway, he's on the beach, yep. Mr Bean and uh, he's got his swimming trunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's standing there in his suit, and he's got his swimming trunks in his hand. And he's looking around thinking, well, there's a guy on the beach here, I can't get changed yeah. here. Where do I get changed? The joke, of course, is how he gets changed. Yeah. And so he puts the swimming trunks Amazing on. Amazing body I mean, comedy again. Again, no <laughs> words. Not a single word is spoken in this scene. He puts the swim trunks on, all the way over the trousers. Yeah, you're right, yeah. And then he proceeds to take the trousers off, while still wearing the swimming trunks. Absolute genius absolutely... Unbelievably funny. Yeah. I, and... I was trying to work out... At this point... Can I do that? At this point... Well, it was one of the things I was thinking, maybe okay. we should challenge each other to do, okay. but I've got <laughs> the wrong pants on. Um, the point is that I've got to bring something up at this point that sort of slightly bugged me, okay. in that I thought there was a bit too much canned laughter in this. And I know this is one of the things I continue to bring up, yep. but at the start of the episode, when he first turns up at the maths exam, mm-hmm. um, they're laughing at stuff that isn't funny...
1: I think they're just laughing because Rowan Atkinson's there. I don't think it's fake. I think it's real laughter.
0: It felt really forced for me. Really? But I say that when you're watching the beach scene, I was laughing at exactly the same places all the laughter was coming from the audience. Who were viewing it retrospectively or whatever. Um, So it is funny. I just wanted to make that comment because it annoyed me at times because some of the stuff wasn't... Laugh out loud, funny. It was smile funny, yeah, or it was acknowledgeable to be like, you know, g- yeah, good running joke, still going, fair enough. Like yeah. the, the blue car, the blue three wheeler that it continually cuts up or mm-hmm. runs, runs they, towards. they were just like intercut, f- yeah, things not yeah. laugh out loud moments, yeah. but they were just like, okay, clever, good, I like to see what you're doing here, tying it all together. But the comment, the laughter is real on yeah. the beach. It's just three minutes of him trying to take trousers off while wearing swimming trunks, yeah, and it is as funny. Yeah, as it should be. Because if, like, if
1: instance, like, so you want to do stand up, right? Yep. If you came on stage, yep. and you did that, yep, you'd bring the house down. It would. He would bring. If 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 you can find something like that to do, yep, bring the house down.
0: Maybe you should do it. Maybe I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> maybe
1: I will well, try. I watched an episode of Mr. Bean. Um, I'm, I'm going to try something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe I will try. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, again, so he's on the beach. He finally gets his trousers off. And then, just as he just as he gets his trousers off, the guy who's sitting down, who's been in his way the whole time, um, and is the reason why he was being very careful, not to show his uh, under carriage carriage. The guy gets up and he has a blind stick. He's blind. Yeah. He's blind the whole
0: time. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I forgot about it yeah. and I
1: cracked up. Well, you forget
0: he's even there at one yeah. point yeah. because you're watching him trying to struggle to get these trousers off. Yeah. Um, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how does he get trousers off whilst wearing something? Watch it. He does it. Watch I was it trying to think. and it's incredible. Is this possible? Is this cut somewhere? No. 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 Brilliant. It's genuine genius. Um, a d- body comedy again. Rowan yeah. Atkinson. There is, I, there isn't anyone better there I'm going to say no, you're it now. right you are there right. is no one better at it than he yeah um, being able to sort of just do it knowing full well it's silly and, yeah. and, and believe that it will be funny to those watching it yeah so yeah genius and then anyway so it goes from the Exam, to the beach, and then to the church. That's right. And I think this is the only part, correct me if I'm
1: wrong, that is actually filmed in front of a studio audience. If like, The other yeah. ones were probably on VT, and this was actually in front of a studio audience, because, I mean, it was, looked like a, sh- a church set. Yeah. Um, so we did get the real audience
0: reactions. I want to give a mention to Richard Briers oh who plays God. Mr. Sprout, the, uh, the other congregation member, who is just magnificent. We have got to do the
1: good life. Okay, the TV show "The Good Life." We've done Richard the Good Brice. Place, so we might as well do the do Good, the good life. life. We should have done the Good Place against the Good Life. Too late now, mate. Yeah, too late now. Oh, the goodies. We could do the goodies. Okay. Um, and yeah, so Richard Bryce is a guy who, in the credits, you see, it's called Mister Sprout, by the way, but we're going to call him um, Richard Bryce. Yeah. So Richard Bryce um, is in the church, uh, and uh, Blackadder turns up semi late to church. The halfway through a hymn, he sits down next to Richard Bryce, and Richard Bryce straight away is like, "Oh God, he's this loser next to me." <laughs> and uh mr bean proceeds to give the next <clears throat> 10 minutes of just beautiful physical comedy yeah. being the most annoying person you could possibly sit next to in a church the, all the
0: things that you don't want to happen in a church yeah. sneezing and then having like a of snot in your hand and he wipes it into the inside of his pocket he takes his, his, he jacket. Pulls his
1: pocket inside out and blows into nose, it yeah yeah um he falling asleep yeah Oh man, the physical comedy here where he he is almost, his head's almost in Richard Bry's lap, but then he falls into the floor and then he. kneeling kind of, position, position, and position. He panics. His head hits the floor. And he jumps up and is and startled.
0: Eating a sweet with the noisiest rapper in the known universe. Yep, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. And then Richard Bryce looks at him and he quickly puts a sweet into his pocket full of snot. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, you can man. see it
0: coming from a mile away, but yeah, you still you could, don't yeah. mind. You still accept it and love it and <laughs> laugh at it. It is just wonderful 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 silly British humour and if you ever go abroad and if you ever move abroad and get homesick I think this would remedy the homesickness in a heartbeat a couple of things about um, uh, this particular scene yep did he could you hear whose voice it was being the priest I want to say now it was the invigilator, the... Um, no, no. it was Rowan Atkinson. Is it He's
1: Rowan like, Atkinson? was <laughs> And also, um, the church organist who you just hear... Yeah. ...is Howard Goodall. Ah. Who did the theme song for this as and, well. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, So it was his kind of comedy turn. That I did wonder why he got a credit in the uh, IMDb yeah, page. Yeah, I Didn't uh, quite uh, twig the two things <laughs> together, never mind. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, this is... Around worldwide, Mr. Bean's famous. In America, they love him. There's, there's yeah. been a couple of films, and they're actually pretty darn good. These these films, um, he's just a lovable character, and he's one of the biggest characters, the comedy characters to come out of uh, England uh, for a long time. And I
0: can't help but think that like you mentioned Johnny English earlier. Johnny English is just a, an adaptation of Mr. Bean, basically. Yeah, he's a Mr. Bean James Bond love child. Yeah, and and it works, and, mm-hmm. and it does work. I mean, it's silly. Again, but it just works, and it and I think it can only work because it's Rowan Atkinson. Yes, I don't know what happens. I don't know what genetic combination and genetic makeup has 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 happened here, but it it has created something and someone truly magnificent for British comedy.
1: It's like a chimpanzee mated with, I don't know, a slug. And out came Rowan Atkinson, um in the best possible way. Because yes. <laughs> like he is very sluggish looking, yeah. but he's also very
0: ape like. Um so like- he's he's wonderful and um forget anything you see or hear about him in the news and things at the moment. Just love him for being the comedy genius that he is. Yeah. Um so I I I put a score down, I'm already thinking I've gone too low. I just want to say one more thing. We're gone. When this... Um, in America,
1: this was shown... Maybe in repeats on the Disney Channel, Mr. Uh, right, And uh, they cut out all of the um, underwear scene... On the underpants scene on really? the beach. So I don't know how they would have done it. The episode would have been 15 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but was that was it? only for the Disney Channel repeats. It was probably... Brought, when it was broadcast on ABC or whatever, it was uh, the full thing. Um, but yeah... I mean, this also was a cartoon, don't forget. It was Mr. They, yeah, Bean Cartoon. I mean, they, yeah,
0: they turned this into a cartoon. Obviously, with cartoons, you can do whatever you like because it's yeah. not real. But And I don't know. I Maybe they're good. Maybe they're fine. Maybe they are funny. But yeah. I, I think you need his actual face and his actual body and, and the comedy that he delivers Yeah, yeah. in the way that only he can. I, I, there are going to be great comedy actors out there who can do what he does. Yeah. But they will only ever be in his shadow, as far as I'm concerned. I yeah. I don't think I mean don't get me wrong, I think he is essentially just like our, our today's version of Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. You watch Laurel and Hardy. It's Laurel it and Hardy. It is, it is slapstick. It is yeah. Charlie Chaplin. Um and yeah, he's maybe slightly more clever now, but then you know, you start somewhere and all you do is you just improve a good idea. Yeah. I've got you a question. make it better and better.
1: Question for you. Is this the funniest pilot episode that we've seen so far? Yeah, I think so too. I think it's the. Funniest I don't. I
0: don't jump at that question immediately and say yes because I must be careful. We are now our 140 yeah. shows in. But I'm, I, I was surprised. I, I was honestly, if you
1: heard me last week, I was saying I'm not sure that Mr Bean's going to be much worth. But I watched it, and I was, I was say, the
0: funniest thing we've got yeah. in the near the top of the list. I'm looking at now. Um, I mean, Sesame Street is children's, was funny but, but it's funny. That is funny. The Good Place okay yes funny um, and then to be honest with you the next funny thing is the crystal maze right but so, again but if you look at all of those they are about having actors that just deliver yeah comedy gold yeah sesame street obviously is the mind of you know I mean there was a few many, belly laughs for me for, for sesame street for sure but crystal maze is richard o'brien yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's, and it's and him that makes it hell, and yeah. I think I, I love the re- new version now of richard A. O. D. but it's not richard o'brien yeah it? I don't know, this is going to get a good score. So let's do it. Let's do the scores now. Let's
1: start with Blackadder, Blackadder, which is my one, so I'm going to go go first. first. Um, Obviously, it's an absolute classic, and without it, you wouldn't have had the other Blackadders. Um, And I feel like it almost started the uh, Roman Atkinson kind of as a lead guy thing on TV, because before that was not 9 o'clock news, and he wasn't really the lead guy, he was part of an ensemble. I'm going to give this a pretty high mark. I'm going to give Blackadder an eight. I'm going to match you Wow, okay
0: I think I'm going to match you Yeah 16
1: We're giving 16 to Blackadder
0: I'm going to give it 16 I think it
1: deserves that It it should deserve a place In The
0: history of The top quarter of our league table For sure Absolutely 16 is Yeah I, I mean there's part of me That wants to give it a little bit more But I think there's I think this is This is just one episode And I think there probably are better I think there are And they would get some of those episodes I mean this is an incredible start and do I want to watch episode 2 yes yeah of course do I love the characters in it yes do I want to stop it to go for a wee I have to because I'm about to wet myself for laughing (laughs) I mean it's that good Um, but you know there are little things that could do better Mm -hmm. and I think they probably do them as the episodes progress and that's why we didn't give it 10 so 16 is a pretty healthy score very very Mr Bean though however um, you go first I'm I'm gonna I've, I've got to just edge it I've got to just edge it I'm gonna go 8.5 Okay Do I go 9? It's up to you mate um.
1: Come on Mr Bean Funniest thing we've seen so far uh, No Your you're right, choice Yeah you're
0: right It's a 9 It is a 9 It's a 9 It's at least a 9 It is a 9 Okay
1: I'm It's for me It's the funniest thing we've ever seen Um Does it make me want to watch the
0: next episode? Do you know what? It's a bit
1: fifty-fifty.
0: Yeah, that's the that's because the they're th- quite standalone, it's, aren't it's they? It's things that hold them back. Like I don't need to watch the next one. You're right. But I would want to. Yeah, and if it was on TV, I'm not switching over. I'm watching that episode. Yeah. Um,
1: it was. It surprised me. Do I empathise them? Of course I do. So Mr Bean <laughs> does it have a great theme song, even yeah. better than I thought. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine. You can give it a nine as well. I'm gonna give it a nine it probably deserves more it it's prob- Mr Bean
0: it probably does deserve more I feel like both of those have got slightly lower scores than I would have anticipated because yeah well that's I, actually a lot higher than I, than I thought I, w- I was all ready to give it a 6.5 mate before this week yeah I'm not sure I would have seen either of these two in the top part of our league table but yeah. watching them both back now they definitely both deserve to be up there yeah I probably in a few weeks time will go to can we not budge the scores up because I feel like we really played it down but they get better. Yeah. I know they get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's right. Hey, 16 and 18 is a healthy score. So yeah. Blackadder, 16, goes in with the likes of... Rowan for f- gold. The Flash, Oz, Seinfeld, perfect. Homeland, The Crown, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, mm-hmm. Six Feet Under, and I- Grey's Anatomy. Did we give The Crown and Dark Place the same score in the same week? Yes. Oh. There was a few weeks on the run where we gave them the same scores across really? the board, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Emma uh, wants so to come back on, by the way.
1: Emma, you're welcome
0: back on this podcast whenever you like. but When we're promoting my film, then she can come back on. All right, deal.
1: Yeah. Maybe Lewis.
0: Um, yeah, good shouts. Yep. And then we'll put in, um, what did I just say, was the Bean? 18. That's got some healthy uh, company, by the way, on the list. Uh, yeah. The Walking Dead, The Good Place. She yep. we loved Westworld, Battlestar Galactica, ooh, Halt and Catch Fire, yep, Dawson's yep. Creek, and Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, man, yeah. Great um, company. As uh, I mentioned last week, you will be able to find the entire league table, all 140 shows we have scored and reviewed, um, at the bottom of the description of the podcast. So if you're listening via iTunes, just hit the i button and scroll right down. Yeah. If you're listening via postpoppodcast.com, Again, just scroll down underneath in the description and the entire 140 uh, team yep. league table will be there, So, and with all the scores. Well, Rob, we have to
1: decide what's what's next now.
0: That's a good point. We've I'm got-
1: going down the things that you guys have suggested okay. on our list, so I'm looking at the list right now. Yep. Um, there's a couple that's currently jumping out at me. Go on. Um, well, the one that's jumping at me is the, the Mike Tyson mystery, so we're not going to do that just yet. <laughs> we're going to save it. Um, and obviously, there's things like Torchwood that you've asked us to do. Uh-huh. But I think I'm going to go with a TV show that I think that you haven't seen before. Gone. Um It's, it's it, highly likely. And the reason why I pick it is because it's being brought back. Um, and that show is steven spielberg's amazing stories you, are you aware of this i not no it's on the list so someone must recommend it at some yeah. point um steven Spiel- spielberg's amazing stories every
0: episode is a different story um but they're oh this instantly epic. makes me think of a, for- a series of unfortunate events but we've done that we have done that yeah Okay, so Steven Steve,
1: Steven Spielberg's amazing. Sometimes it's just called Amazing Stories, um, and uh, it's from the 1985 on, on NBC, um, and some of the episodes are absolute classics. So, what kind of genre would you put that in? It's it's um, kind of fantasy, um very fantasy based, almost aimed. It was on, on like like seven seven pm on on like a on a sunday aft um evening um kind of aimed at older kids maybe so is there anything on the list that you could uh,
0: well that's what i'm trying to work out if we've got anything on here that's remotely maybe a kids show that. something for kids um some fantasy sort of thing it
1: could be fantasy well,
0: yeah do you know what yeah it's on the list and not far away from um Spielberg's amazing stories. Yeah. And it keeps flashing up on the uh landing page of Netflix. Okay. Disenchanted?
1: Ooh. And I watched the first episode 2 days ago. Did you?
0: Yeah. What'd you think? Initial reaction? Different. Okay different Well, I don't know. It might be rubbish, but no, 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 no. But no. it's getting a lot of hype, which yeah. is one of the criteria we talk about yeah. on the show. It's getting a lot of promotion. It's getting putting the banner thing at the top of Netflix when yeah. you land on it. The, the trailer instantly starts playing. In which the is face. annoying, but yeah. Well, yeah, you just muted, didn't you? Bloody gold um, face. <laughs> uh, so, you know what? It's it's part of the things. It's got a lot of hype around it. Netflix is certainly pushing it right now. Yeah. So, yeah. let me do that. Disenchanted. Okay, cool. No idea what it's about. Yeah, I uh, know it's obviously animated. Yeah, from the makers of Simpsons and Futurama. So yep. it comes with good. Which we did, um, well, Futurama a few weeks ago with. Oh, what did we do with Futurama against? Oh, oh blimey, that escapes. Was it something futuristic? So, yeah, it was not timeless, was it? No, no. no. Bebop, Bebop, oh, cowboy, cowboy Bebop, cowboy yeah, Bebop. This yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, can't even spell it. Disenchant is it? Disenchanted or in Disenchantment? Disenchantment. Disenchantment. There you go. That do. Yeah, I know what I mean. Um, yeah. All right. Done. Okay. So, Disenchantment. so that's, uh, that's another two shows in the bag, and so next week, Steven Spielberg's amazing stories. Yeah. which I cannot seem to be beating with anything. <laughs> I could pit Jurassic Park, the film, against that, and I won't win. Um, Most against, likely against Disenchantment. <laughs> okay, on Netflix. You never know. You never know. No, I do know. <laughs> well, Steven Spielberg. For goodness' sake yeah when Stephen Squiller does a TV show it's going to be pretty good you know it's good (laughs) yeah yeah alright if you want to get in touch with us and suggest any shows you're very welcome to do so Uh, we've got to get through them all eventually and we can't think of everything so suggestions please are welcome on Twitter Jed Shepard find me on Twitter at Jed Shepard J-E-D-S-H-E P-H-E-R-D and I'm on Twitter at The Jellyman that's T-H-E-E Jellyman yeah so your suggestions are welcome hashtag put it on the list yep that helps us find it nice and quickly um, and, you know, if you agree, disagree with stuff, you're welcome to, you know, have let a chat us with us on know. Twitter about it. We'll, we'll certainly try and, you know, listen yeah. out and justify why what, what, what we
1: think what we think. But um, And if we haven't done your favourite TV show yet, let us know. Yeah. It's, if it's Six in the City, maybe don't tell us.
0: Yeah, I'm saving that for Take 100. Jeez Louise. Okay, You've guys. You've been warned. <laughs>
1: that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile.